Let's do Too it. Too bad. It's happening anyway, and Elliot doesn't even clap no more for me. He doesn't mm-hmm. like to. No more claps? Holy crap. Holy, ca- holy no clap. No more claps. He doesn't holy cheer clap. for me no more in my life. He doesn't Guys. I, d- I will. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your 2022 post-Christmas. 22. 2023 post-Christmas. Podcast commence. Commence. Uh, Folks, we're coming at you live from Los Angeles, California after our 2023 Christmas celebration. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate it. And if not, whatever you did celebrate, we hope you enjoyed it just as much. We are wrapping up this year, folks, and we're going to be talking about what we got for our prezies. We're going to be talking oh. about what we're wanting out of 1224 and nice. what oh. our plans are. And we're hoping uh, you guys can help us out as well by leaving a comment down below about what you're thinking about. And in the middle of oh. it, we're going to tell you about Hello Fresh. So uh, we hear Shit. Joe Breda, Kevin Blackie. Guys, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, and I appreciate the old school uh, kick to yeah. forced engagement on the YouTube comments. Yeah. That's great, hey, Elliot. Go ahead and click that. Go ahead and want to smash that like button. Mm. My my son watches this guy named Sunday, and he does this most annoying thing where he goes, "If you click that like button, it'll turn blue." Or will it? it? That's smart. I was watching some videos uh, that were like from five years ago, like on uh, infotainment videos on philosophy stuff. And it was a Patreon person. And they ended it by saying the classic, like, if you think these videos are worth one cup of coffee, just throw us one cup of coffee at patreon.com. slash. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a good one. Yeah. There's like three people in the audience that are like, I don't know how to get a cup of coffee to him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here. He's all the way over there. Uh, (laughs) It's not going to be hot when it gets to you. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. That was fun. (laughs) Bye-bye. What'd you guys get? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, Yeah, how'd your Christmases go? What'd you get? What'd you do? My Christmas was going to be great, and then I got sick, and now I'm sick now. So I had to leave and bail my family early. Out of jail. Uh, out of jail. <clears throat> that's right. But uh, mm-hmm. And that's right. I think I got more nice presents for myself than, my, than I got gifted to me. You know, every therapist that. says you need to be good to you first to be able to be good to others. So mm-hmm. I think this that's the This is the first right time I think I did that. Um, and it feels you- very good. I got a new camera. Bam. Boom, boom. What kind is that? What is that? What do you this got there? This is a Sony. Oh, yeah. Sony 742D? Yes. Or, or the right 93-4. Okay. No, 72D. I thought it was the Gamma 70. And, get this. Older model. Steve would appreciate this a lot more. This is a sampler, a music sampler, that essentially you can play different notes, and it can also be drums, and it can be anything you want to be. You can also record something you want and then you can sample it and make it a loop that looks like every toy i got my kids when they were one right (laughs) isn't it like the most nice looking thing i love it so much is that handle so you can handcuff it to your wrist when you're walking through the airport yeah i mean it can be that's how you use a handle huh you never (laughs) used a handle before huh Oh, Kevin's never used a handle. <laughs> you don't see many like non-typical carrying devices that have a handle. Like, why does it have yeah. a handle? <laughs> what do you mean? Why does it have a handle? Look at this shit. I can just how, hold it. How often are you moving that thing around? <laughs> often. <laughs> you haven't seen me. This is you... uncomfortable. This feels great. Okay, I guarantee you'll hold it like that two more times in your life. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do with God that? God damn. I'm going to have fun and make little beats, dude. Mm. That's what it's made for. Dude, I, if you make a beat and send it to me, I'll put really dumb lyrics over it and make a really yeah, dumb video. That would, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Collaboration. That. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of dumb videos, Joe, do you want to explain slash apologize for your Jolene video? Absolutely not. Why not? That was great. <laughs> I loved it. Jolene, 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 Jolene. How long did it take you? How long? Uh, it took me longer than I I wanted it to. It took me probably one whole, almost a whole playthrough before I realized <laughs> yeah. that. And then I became physically angry. Like I felt something <laughs> in my blood go like, oh, it's hotter now. 
<laughs> oh, he got me. It's Jolene. That's so dumb. It's very dumb. Yeah, yeah. You For know, those like... who haven't seen, it's Jolene-ing <laughs> in different poses to the tune of Jolene by Dolly Parton slash whoever originally did. You nailed it. Okay. I made yeah. my daughter film that, and you could just see her dying instead inside. Because <laughs> I also didn't tell her what I was doing, so I was like, "Hey, come outside. I need you to help me." And she's helping me just lean against stuff like over and over. Like we filmed for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then I go, I'll show you what you did when I'm done. And then I show it to her, and then I watched her die inside even more. Yes. <laughs> you think that was bad. Wait till I'm finished with it. Look, it's what been a long the... time since I woke up one day and I was like, yeah. I had an idea. This is what I was wondering. What was mm -hmm. the conception and the, like, was it a single day idea to finish? I honestly think, so I haven't, I don't just make stuff like that anymore. And no. the reason. I'm talking about this as if it's art, but I'm not. I'm talking about well, it as if it's a stupid idea. But stupid ideas are like they're hard to come and get into the brain when you're just so fucking busy all the time. This is just right. I'm constantly thinking about other things that react in, in creating in a different way that these little dumb ideas don't come out as often. I think the last one I made was my toe wrap, which is great. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and that was, that was like a year ago. So, you know, we stopped working Jesus. for a little bit and I had like, but it just had clarity for a minute and that's the dumb piece of crap. Dude, the same out. thing happened to me when I, it was like the day after I was on this two week break from Smosh. It was like all of a sudden all these ideas came like pouring in. It's so crazy how that happens. I love it though. It's, it's why I, I firmly believe as a, a, a Marxist socialism. <laughs> yeah. If, that like the, the four day work week is so important. The more like the older I get having that Saturday or whatever day, that middle day that isn't like right next to you just worked and it, the next day is work is the next day. Once you have that little middle day to just breathe and not think about things, I think it's I think it it allows you to self reflect. It allows you I to get that. inspired. It allows you to just like rest and relax and reset. What's up, dude? And be with Jackson. Be with Jackson. So. Yeah, there's those little moments of uh Wasn't that, that supposed reprieve. to be a thing? It was supposed to be a thing, wasn't it? Like that people were going to take on after COVID. It was like four-day week is going to happen. It's going to be the new main thing. And it some, some seems like it died off. It. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Anyways, that made a dumb video. Go check it out on my whatevers. <laughs> Go it do is it. dumb. It is really dumb. And I, yeah. I want to emphasize that. But it's dumb in a way that it's it, clever it, dumb. Is, it is very clever and it's very... Uh, it takes a certain amount of dedication to push through when you you know it's because it's dumb that you want to make it, yeah. and yeah. I know that you get that I get joy out of it. You, it's a it's a joy spreading thing, Joe. So, and also I will say as a side note, didn't you post that on like Christmas Eve or something? Yeah, so, yeah, like, I did. I like that it's not even remotely Christmas related. No. <laughs> Yeah, was, uh, everyone else is like holidays with the family, and you're like Jolene. Do you Jolene? Know? <laughs> Look, I bonded with my daughter, kind of. Um, yeah. Do you guys? Did you guys listen to like when it was really hot that Joel Rubin book or audio tape that came out, and it's oh. all about the artistic process? It was really huge, like a year ago. What was it called? Was out about it. Wasn't it called I, like creativity or something? It was something, something yeah, like that. I forget right. what it's called. But do you mean Rick Rubin? Did Rick I say Joel Rubin? Rubin? You said Joel Yes, Rubin. you did, which was a guy. I understood. Who I think what... worked it everywhere. Funhouse Smosh. Joel, so it's called right. the creative process, I think. Yeah, he wrote Rick that Rubin. Book. Yep. I've never read Joel's book. I'm sure it's great. Can you imagine two more different people? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, we'll see what happens uh... when Joel gets to his like super later years. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rick Rubin. So Rick Rubin talked about like when it comes to creativity if you're doing it right you're making it for yourself first like it's yeah. for you and then it's like a gift to the end of the, the rest of the world after that and if it does great whatever great who cares that shouldn't be why you make it that video that i made that piece of art called jolene was 100 percent just for me <laughs> and then that's yep if people like it after that, great. But that was I was like, I need to make this for me, nobody else. And it felt good. It felt good to just like squeeze out a, a I contend a, that a that's something. why it was made too. Like that's why you were able to get through the day of filming with uh Hayden and stuff because you knew All it was 15 just minutes. For yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Just yep. like Rick Rubin is his sort of whims are responsible for 
things like Under the Bridge, with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Beastie, mm-hmm. Beastie mm-hmm. Boys. Um, you, you, that same process is what gave us Jolene, where Joe Beretta leans on <laughs> different things. It's the yep. same idea. Yep, Did you read that book? I read most of it, and then like me too. Away. Most of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to read it, but it is interesting because I I could be wrong. Uh, he, maybe he says it in the book or not, but I could be projecting. I feel like the place he's at now talking about the creative process is 100% a place you get after doing the creative profit process for 20, 30, 40 years. And you get to a place where you're allowed to be that that type of thinker about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was making for him <clears throat> necessarily, at least not thinking in that way when he was first producing back in the day. Um but I think you do get there after like your 10,000 reps or whatever yeah. and all, all the experience for sure. I, how many, I think, what is it? Do we call a true artist a true artist when we know that they're making it just for them? Maybe, I don't know. But I do know that there is a poison in YouTube when you start, and I I hearken it back to what we do. I think we, we've seen the soul leave the platform and we've seen the soul leave creators when they start creating for the algorithm or they start right. creating for the clicks or for whatever, which I think is the trap that everybody falls into. And it probably is the same with movies and, and, and TV and all that crap. So, yep. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, yeah, the create the, I, what was I gonna? Yeah. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> Elliot. I had a question, but then I forgot. It. Um, oh, I hate everything I've ever done. That's what it was. So I don't know how um, that works because I feel like, and I think Bo Burnham has talked about this a little bit where you're always trying to like do a do-over as an art- artist. Oh, so interesting. Like everything you look back on, you're like, oh, that wasn't quite it. It's never quite it. It's never like, oh, that's what I wanted to do. So I don't know how right. it's you get both of those at the same time. I guess it's both. I guess that's how it works. You do both. You you make it for yourself, and then you go ah, not quite it, and then you it do was, it again. I see. A, I answered the question. Okay, I just have to talk it out. Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad situation <laughs> if you're a very harsh self critic, which we all tend to be. Yeah, I have. I took a scoop and a half of pre workout about an hour and twenty minutes ago. Just so you guys reason, know. reason for working out. Were you? Yeah. Uh, I don't take it just for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Uh, uh, I have met people who it? did that. Uh, one time when I was on campus, there was a guy who was like 46 years old and he had a glass of the bluest liquid I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't really like coffee. So I just have to pre-workout in the morning. I was like, holy shit, dude. He's like smoking <laughs> cigarettes and drinking pre-workout. I was like, man, dude. Does it give you that energy? Does that. it pump you up? Does it pump you up? It gets it gets me however I am right now, I guess. That's good. Which is like a, it's like a, do you, have you never taken it? You guys never taken a pre-workout before? I've taken it and regretted it very quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's just like having like seven cups of coffee in one, one uh, cup. Really? It does that. But yeah. plus nutrients and like blah, 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 well, blah. Well, it's like vitamin B12 and stuff that supposedly gives you more energy and stuff like hmm. that. Yeah. A bunch of random Citrulline, chemicals. Something like that. Or cint- Citrulline. Some other things that you can't pronounce. Yeah. One of the kinds will make Zoloft. you feel tingly. It'll make you like my hands mm. and fingers tingle and I don't like that's that not kind, good. So I yeah, that's it. not good. It's a specific yeah, ingredient. Some people like it and they'll take it for that, but then um you know anyway, if I'm spacey, that's why. You know what I would love to try is smelling salts. Oh, just I to go, a, wow. Yeah, like <laughs> I just want to know what that feels like. And sometimes like when I just feel like shit, it would be nice to just like do that once. And it's like a healthy hit of cocaine. It is. It hard. I feel like it is. I don't is know. Is it the not science. healthy? I don't know the science behind smelling salts. All I know is that I've seen it in movies wake people up, and then in life oh, on yeah. the internet, seen people take a sniff while they are awake and be still jolted. So, yeah, weird. Yeah. So it. what is it? What's the like? It's just an insanely. Well, that's a good question. I don't. Let's know. Let's Google it. You guys it. vamp, and I'll Google. <laughs> oh god <laughs> bad vamping this is horrible vamping oh god that didn't give me anything to work with uh um, what <laughs> have you have you ever done a dab kevin uh yes yes and it was i just don't like how anything that is like the full Whoosh. experience in one tiny <laughs> bit is not fun 
to me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, anything so. this... that's all of it. I don't want anything that's all of it. But all of it when it's in such a small dose, too. Like, the same yeah. thing when it's, like, a super tiny pill that if you take that tiny pill, your brain completely yeah. gets transported into another world. That's scary to me. Yeah, that is scary. That one little pill can, whatever it is, can make you. Huh. I okay, like so the slow build. Here's the real quick yeah. wiki. Smelling salts, also known as ammonia inhalant, spirit of hartshorn or sal volatile are chemical compounds used as stimulants to restore consciousness after fainting the usual active compound is ammonium carbonate a colorless to white crystalline solid because most modern solutions are mixed with water they should probably they should properly be called aromic spirits of ammonia modern solutions blah 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 historically is smelling salts have been used on people feeling faint or who have fainted they are usually administered by others but may be self-administered <clears throat> smelling salts are often used on athletes particularly boxers yeah. who have been dazed or knocked out unconscious to restore consciousness and mental alertness smelling salts are now banned in most boxing competitions they are used <laughs> as a form of stimulant in athletic competitions to wake up I don't understand why high schoolers aren't just doing this instead of like huffing shit. <laughs> like, what's no, going that's on? what I mean. That's yeah. what I, a lot of lifters, like bodybuilding community, I think uses it as like a you're about to do your last set, your heaviest set, and you do a smelling salt hit, and then you do it. Uh, they. I just want to know what it feels like. The release of the release of ammonia gas yeah. that accompanies their use irritates the membranes of the nose and lungs, and thereby mm. triggers an inhalation reflex. So you are, <gasps> yes. So like, <gasps> like a sneeze is the opposite, right? <laughs> this is like, <laughs> and that's what we see in movies. It, it, it's a zine. I didn't know that could exist, dude. Something that makes you inhale, a big inhale involuntarily. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it right now, it's like, it's jarring. <laughs> Just do it like not being forced to that's do it. That's what I mean. That's like, it reminds me of like the holotropic, holotropic breath work that people do sometimes. Yeah, go, yeah. And then you can make yourself, yeah. Yeah. Imagine having a fun. superpower that you could just snap your fingers and everybody around you goes. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's my superpower. Uh, so man, I've seen right. benefits. Smelling salts are considered effective for reviving someone who is feeling faint or has fainted, but many doctors now advise people who are prone to fainting to instead lie down and take deep breaths until they recover. Blah, blah, blah. I want us to find some dangerous side effects. When used occasionally and directed, smelling salts have few serious side effects. You might cough and sneeze and your eyes might, and nose might run. Less commonly, you might have, bullet points, trouble breathing, headache, vomiting, diarrhea. Are smelling salts like bad for you? Usual. The standards. Yeah. Yep. If you use too much of these so salts, inhale them too often or otherwise misuse them, you could end up with serious issues. Overall, overuse may damage your nasal passage or lungs. Uh, irritate eyes and skin. They may worsen existing conditions, asthma, bronchitis, emphysema. So I can get them. You could have an allergic. I don't know if you can get them. Probably. Anyways, we've I'm talked about them I'm gonna... right now. What'd you get for Christmas, Kevin? <laughs> I told yeah. you what I got for Christmas. Oh, so I you got... were done. We, we get it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get anything super <laughs> exciting. That's what I said. My, uh, my own personal gifts for myself ended up being the most uh, showcase worthy. Mm. Um, but I still love what I, I got clothes. I got uh, some climbing stuff, some Elliot. basic nice things from the fam. Okay, good. Elliot, how'd you do? How'd you fare? I did great. I had a wonderful time. Um, I received numerous items of uh, varying levels of interest. My One of my favorites was a gift that my brother found on Etsy, which is a miniature mm. alien holding a gnome i uh, saw that yes. yeah. pretty stoked about that and then uh some cool book <laughs> book uh, ends two of and your interests in one gift really is. yeah <laughs> it was it's perfect i was like david this is incredible uh and grace got me some clothes and what else um just a little nice picture cool books uh really lovely lovely stuff lovely stuff all around um were your books in the realm of nonfiction at all, or were they all yep. philosophy? One was actually a fiction one that is a classic that Grace's dad got me called Tuesdays with Maury. Uh, oh, and I've never whoa. read it. Yeah. 
I've never seen it either. So it's, I'm looking forward. It to is it. the sexiest smut novel you've ever picked up. Ooh. I've heard it's feel good and it won't make you emo. It's like, yep, uh, really sexy <laughs> and make horny book. And that's what yeah, he wrote dude. in the inside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your Tuesdays won't be the same. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thanks, John. Uh, <laughs> As he rubbed your one shoulder with one hand slowly. Yeah. You'll yeah, like thanks. this. This is going to be good. Mm. Let me get some eggnog. You want eggnog? Uh, anyway, what did you get, Joe? What was your... Uh, I got a cool um, straw hat for when I'm being a dad and uh, out oh. at like athletic competitions in the California sun, which was really thoughtful of from my son. And then my daughter got me a nice, super soft, uh, goofy movie, Fleece Blanket. <laughs> no way, cool. Because <laughs> it's my favorite Disney movie. So that was also very thoughtful. And then Heather got me a uh, combo, nice beanie, uh, really, this one right here, really dope uh, soft hoodie. Because I nice. wear hoodies. Um, was there anything else? There might have been a thing or two elsewhere, but... Can you tell us more about the straw hat? Yeah, I, I am show, curious yeah, about it. Can I'll you show, show us the straw hat? Yeah, yeah, vamp better than last time. We vamped great last time. We were having what a great time. talking about? You know, putting vamp on it, I think, diminishes the quality of the conversation because it makes because it Because we would just... Yeah, we would genuinely just start talking without him yeah. having to say that. But because and he the said idea, that, now it feels... Yeah, exactly. And now he's going to come back with a straw hat. Like, all of a sudden, that's supposed to be something like, oh, here's the big moment. Like, I can guarantee you the straw hat will not be any more As, or less entertaining than this is. Can you... When he said straw hat, I thought it was a joke. Like it was Me too. A, because I'm picturing like a farmer's prospector's type hat. Yep. I'm picturing him with a, a piece of wheat sticking out of his mouth like a <laughs> Thank cigarette. You. And when he said it so seriously and how he's going to go out to athletics with that yeah. on. It's a good he kinda, he, He's a real, he's a bundle of contradictions because he'll do something like the Jolene video and you're like, man, that's that's so dumb. But then he mentions a straw hat and there's like a pause of like, are you? Yeah, are you oh, doing you're serious another bit? Straw hat. Yeah. I have it's a straw hat, but it's for a costume. It's for a farmer costume. Yeah. And it's, his son got it for him and this is evidently a very that's... thoughtful gift, which makes me wonder is is <laughs> has Joe been out on the soccer field just like God me. My eyes. What did Jackson <laughs> what did his like ten year old son or whatever think that this dad is looks... gonna be a good idea for dad? Well he still doesn't like the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not far off, I think, from uh, from oh, we were. did you guys have a guess of what my straw hat was going? Yeah, it's kind of like exactly what you would imagine, but with a billabong. Or is that billabong? Quicksilver, it's a quicksilver. You know, it's what's like really they funny? took a farmer's hat and said, We got to make this not yeah. look like a farmer's hat. And what do we do? That on there. I didn't even know that was on there. <laughs> I mean, it helps. I do understand sense. why that's necessary, Joe. Huh. Uh, as soon as you wear one and you get over like the initial like man this kind of feel it's actually kind of this is nice this is yeah. nice i imagine it's a full shaded thing for you mm -hmm. if uh if it ever gets like like cowboy hats in general <laughs> are normalized i'll be got, pretty stoked about I that. i got one in my I, truck i would I, do that i got a i got a cowboy hat for a prop at work and i was like i'm keeping this and now it's in my <laughs> truck and I, as soon as i feel comfortable enough to just try to, to wear it unironically <laughs> yep. i will I mean, it, if you go to Texas, right, it's like normal. That would be a total normal thing to have on. It's just L.A. Yeah. You look like a freak. But there's a difference between what somebody that normally wears a cowboy hat wears, like the rest of their outfit, and something True. that I would normally wear. It would a need to match. Hat. Yeah, or or not. And I think that's a choice. <laughs> it's a big choice. Yeah, for sure. So there's this account whenever I get on Twitter that um it's like one of those accounts that just decided to appear every time i sign on because there's no choice in what you see in that hellhole but it's this guy like called Derek guy or something and he he does fashion uh threads where he explains men's fashion and it is hmm. i mean i can see why it pops up in my algorithm now because i click on every yeah. one of them and he talks <laughs> about like the like different body types and like why certain things in fashion work and certain things don't and why you know when you want layers and why and how that like has this cultural history. So he'll go into like, oh. you know, why the, uh, 
is like the hoodie, for example, um, is was originally designed for factory workers. And so when you wear a hoodie, you want to go for something like a hoodie and jeans or a hoodie and something that's like a rougher outer coat so that you are still, if you're aware of the history of the hoodie, you can make more informed fashion choices that make more sense rather than putting a hoodie with like dress pants or something like that. Not that you would do that. Interesting. Factory workers in cold climates or was it more utilitarian than that? Was there another use that I'm not seeing? Like, was it? Yeah. Really? Huh, That's a good question. Yeah. Interesting. I should have paid more attention to it, but it was like one of those things where like, oh man, people just know things. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't know anything about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> learning is fun. Yeah. Do you guys want to learn something real quick? Yes, I oh, do. Oh yeah, dude, I'm starving. Well, I don't know if you, uh, you hungry for some knowledge, Kevin? Yeah. Well, guess what? With farm... I already messed up. You can cut that part out. <laughs> hey guys, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes <laughs> delivered right to your doorstep. Oh, and we are telling you right now, folks, if you want this deal, you need to get it right now, okay? Because you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh wow. to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit and why this is the absolute perfect opportunity for you from this particular episode to click that link in the description. Okay, because whether your resolution is to save money this year, just eat better or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. So say hello to your most delicious year year yet with fresh ingredients and chef crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door as soon as you click that link down below. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. And let me tell you something, when food comes in smaller packages, it's cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than oh. ever before. Dig into their biggest menu yet. With over 45 dinner options to choose from, weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient, and my Siri thing is popping up. Go away, Siri. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So all you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients, step-by-step -step recipes to get you cooking. That's right, pre-portioned ingredients. You know what's cute about that? The little packages they come in. Right. So you you resolve to actually sit down and like eat dinner around the table. Good for you. You're not going to let 2023 happen again. This is a new dawn, a new day. Mm -hmm. But what do you do about those mm -hmm. nights when your schedule is packed? You're going to keep up that resolution or you're just going to F up? Well, turn to HelloFresh. It's lineup of quick and easy meals, including their 15-minute recipes designed to help minimize mealtime stress. Yeah, anyone has that amount of time. Everyone. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. So look to HelloFresh's wholesome, health-forward options like over 30-calorie, smart and protein-smart recipes each week. That's what I'll be doing when I come in buzzing from a pre-workout. Yeah. I personally love HelloFresh, and I'll probably have one tonight. There's a few still left in the fridge, and they're being crammed by or crowded by a bunch of leftovers. Too many, really. And that's what you don't have to worry about with HelloFresh because of their cute little um, adorable sizes that they have everything in, including for the um, the salad options that they have, which we have a couple of those, which I'm not, uh, they're not my, uh, they're very good. And so anyway, I'm. You gotta, you gotta finish this up, man. He's not doing good. Joe's not doing well. Go, go to HelloFresh.com. <laughs> <laughs> Go to HelloFresh.com slash ValleyCastFree and use code ValleyCastFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash ValleyCastFree. Code ValleyCastFree. Do it, okay? They're America's number one meal kit for a reason, and we highly recommend because you're not, we're not going to tell you a whole bunch about this again, so do it now. Thanks, do it. everybody. Back to the program. Woohoo! So you okay, Joe? Like yeah, no, no. This is what I'd look like if I took pre-workout and worked out a lot. <laughs> okay. This is what I would look like yoked. I had to figure that out. Yeah, take care. I have a really good thing that I can do with my shoulders. Yeah, like lift this. The oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Tim Burton character. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I've always been able to do this. Dude, that's frightening. You look like you're being worn by a clothes hanger. <laughs> That's amazing. I can, like, push out my shoulders. Nope, can't do that. Oh, my God, Kevin. That is so Kevin, funny. Kevin, they're going to fly away from you. You need to get those things back. Pull those things back, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Reel those uh, things in. That's so funny. Oh, look hey, at this I, cool. Oh, go. Look at this climbing mug I got. <gasps> it's a hold on the side of it. And look, I have to grip it like a climber to drink my goods. That's so annoying. It is annoying. I'm drinking it like this, but I like yeah, it. You'll, you'll never <laughs> use that handle either. Never. 
<laughs> half an hour before you do your next uh, climb, Kevin. You should yeah. just take a Switch pre-workout. The handle of your little MIDI device. I could with, with your uh, yeah, with your could. mug, and you'll use it more. <laughs> yep, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Guys, uh, I, I had a I had an, an encounter out in the wild that I wanna I wanna just do a little quick shout out. So I was uh, doing the nightmare of going to car dealerships and because my lease is running out and they were like, we're going to we want to buy you out of it, which just means that my car currently is worth more than what they estimated it to be. So I got like a slight leg up on on, in them on this. So I went in, went to a couple of dealerships. So uh, before I get to the final point, first point, what the fuck are we doing with the realm of selling cars? Where it's 100% okay to have people just lie to your face for yeah. hours on end to get to like what the, is not going to be the best deal ever, anyways. But we're, why is it so shysty? I've never and understood there's no regulation. It it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And then just there listening new... to people be lied to, like left and yeah. right, and, and these like bro salesmen being like, Pulling all the tactics. This, this couple gets up right next to me and they're like, we're leaving. Uh, we, we're just, it's, we were just deciding yeah. it's not within our financial market. And then the manager runs in. He's like, what do I got to do to make sure you leave this lot today with the car? And then they're just like, we can't. They, they're nice people. So they give them too much time. And then by the end, they're walking out and the guy goes, just so you know, this offer's on the table for 24 hours. That's it. <laughs> And just like shit like that. I can't stand it. I hate it. What are you, Tom Cruise? Is this Mission Impossible? Is it going to self-destruct? I think I'll be here right when... I bet it'll be here for 48 hours. It's such a <laughs> it's such a fucking hellhole for anybody that A, doesn't have a sociopathic bone in their body, or B, is afraid to have people dislike them and they need to be liked. It's the yeah. worst. It is the... Or hate confrontation. Like, they take advantage of those people so much. And I'm one of those people. Uh, but long story short... Don't get a car. Didn't need one. Lease. Blah blah blah. But while I was there, I'm sitting there on my my phone as I'm waiting for them to come back with the seventeenth offer sheet that they don't let you leave with because they don't want you to take it to another dealer. And this couple comes up and they're like, "Are you Joe?" I'm like, "Hey, hi. Yeah, what's up?" And they're like, "We we listen to the podcast." And I'm like, "You're Whoa. the one. You're the one." <laughs> uh, so it was this nice the guy. two. There was two. Yeah, it was this nice uh, young man and his wife experiencing the same hell as me. Uh, Is this going to be wanted... my dad again? And no, you're going to show so a picture funny. of my dad. Uh, no, I just wanted to shout out Danny Garcia and his wonderful wife, whose name nice is not Dan. written down on my piece of paper. And I'm very sorry for that. But you guys were Danny. both very kind. And I hope, I hope your car journey worked out as well as possible. Wow. Anyway, shout out. Cool. Dude. I know. That's such a wonderful um thing when that happens it feels so nice it's such a lovely little moment of slice it, it's, it makes it very gracious and so thank you everybody especially for folks who still listen my goodness yeah i apologize that's the first thing i did <laughs> i was <laughs> yeah. like i'm sorry <laughs> anyways Danny was, I, I was a very nice guy on the car front i i read this thread about somebody wanting the most bare bones car because they didn't want to have to go through that whole process mm-hmm. and someone was saying that like the only way nowadays to get the most bare bones car like still with the roll down windows and like you know newer but not um mm-hmm. yeah. with all the bells and whistles they said that you have to do like the cargo uh f- like fleet cars is what they're called and like they're white they're the most plain things in the world but dealerships typically won't negotiate those because the majority of the time they're bought by companies that are just like, we need 10 fleet F one fifties or something. Hmm. But sometimes you can get one of those for like dirt cheap. Uh, but it has like, it's like, uh, like, like really cheap interior and like, yeah. no, f- nothing nice. But, um, I guess that's like, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's for the for human. Cool. That's just like, I need to get from a to B and I don't care about anything yep. else within that, within that journey. I don't care what yep. you think. I don't need it. Nope. I don't care what I think in it. I just need to get from here to there. And they last, it. I mean, yeah, those cars, cause they're not trying to, I mean, especially if it's like one of those. Okay. So this brings to the second point that I had cargo, those little white cargo fleet vans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about this? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> All right. I have a theory, and I don't know if this is just local to Los Angeles, but it used to be that I thought, you know, BMW sports cars zipping around were the worst drivers. 
the white fleet vans are the worst drivers in the world and they are they terrify me to no end and it, consistently they are the most asshole drivers of any car on so the they they are number well they oh. moved to number three for me bmw okay. still is the top tesla yeah. now has taken second that's why i thought bmw's evolved into tesla i thought the bmw's have mostly it is, transitioned to i think there is a bit of that i i okay. imagine so but i still see a bunch of asshole bmw's so i can't yeah. uh kick sure. them out yet but i totally know what you're talking about elliot they are okay, great. insane and they're, they're a bigger car drivers. too, so it's kind of scarier because it's like almost like a bigger truck type thing coming yep. at you. Are you talking about the white van? People. You're talking about the white, white van. van. Yeah. yeah, not the kidnap white van, but you know the van. It's like between the size of a kidnap right. van and like a mm -hmm. uh, small. But it's SUV. bigger than a. Yeah, it's bigger than a. Okay, uh, I'm glad I'm not crazy because I truly was like. <laughs> I started Googling it and I was like, I can't be the only person who's noticed this. And uh, <laughs> what do you know? I wasn't. And uh, it was, again, a bunch of people talking about them. And they said that a lot of those folks, they're so insured through the company and they're, or Ooh. they are contracted delivery people from Amazon who have to make a certain ah. quota in order to get <laughs> their stuff. And so then I went from, in, you know, in my, um, you're going I, down the white van deep dive. Yeah, I went down the black yeah. hole. And then I was like, so it's not the dry, it's not the worker's fault. It's the exploitation of the worker. Capitalism, and then I got, Capitalism. Yeah, and it all comes back. It all comes uh, back. That's so funny how you can find validation for any thought that's in your head. You're like, I yep. hate white van drivers. I'm going to go make sure other people do. And yep. you found it immediately. I bet you we could do an experiment right now. Uh, my penis scares me. I bet we could find a message board. Oh, that was <laughs> earlier today. Like, ah! yeah. I scream every time I see it. I inhale I'm like I'm smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> That's, here's the thing. Here's the difference of of your asshole drivers, which is still fascinating to me. The white van makes sense, right? Like I could see those people like swerving at you in anger. I could see them cutting mm -hmm. you off with no abandon because oh, no blinker, no blinker. The car no, doesn't. No they way. don't care. This is like this is the white van mm -hmm. car cargo base model. I don't give a shit. I don't understand the mentality of the asshole BMW and when Tesla like... drivers that have these expensive fucking cars. Yes, you can go fast. Yes, you can do whatever you want. Do that. But it's the ones that get road rage and still like swerve at you and like use their car as a weapon. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's like you're that's like you are swinging an antique sword worth like is, ten billion dollars. Like, what yeah. are you doing, you fucking mm -hmm. asshole? It's crazy. Agreed. It's crazy. I don't get it. And it happens. It happens when I drop my daughter off for school. I just see every time here. you go out. Yeah, every time you go driving. Yep. People just getting angry and using their car as like literally a, no a very big blunt object yeah. and threatening yeah. people with it. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. So anyways, I'm in the market for a white van. Yeah, be safe Ooh. out there. I mean, yeah, might as well. Because no rules. If you get one of those, you can just have. <laughs> yeah, it's in the, it's in the contract. <laughs> Here comes another one. Uh, I love that. I watched a film last night, y'all, that was I really enjoyed. Um, it's called Dumb Money. Have you guys seen this? Oh, I wanted, yes. I, I was wanting it. to see it. It's really good, huh? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It, Damn it's it. a solid movie. It's really I enjoyable. I wanted to see it in theaters. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I wanted. Oh, and I did see an, another film in theaters called Wonka. And you I did, loved, okay. You loved it. I No, I would love to continue talking about Dumb Money. Okay. So, Dumb Money. Uh, you know how I was talking before the, the podcast about how you see a trailer and you go, oh. that's a bad movie. Mm -hmm. And we've lost that ability to do that as humans. Like we've evolved out of it. That trailer is obvious that it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Like Agreed. you watch that trailer and like, this is going to be a good movie. It's not going to be Godzilla minus yep. one, like action on the screen type of good movie, but it's going to be like early, late nineties, early two thousands, just good story movie. Yep. Yeah. And, and it was. Very much like uh, the big short. I also really I like imagined it'd be similar to that. Yeah. But I Wonka, love Paul Dano. Oh, Wonka is similar to big short. Um, <laughs> I love Paul Dano and um, he's incredible in it. Everyone is incredible in it. It's a great movie. And he, I'm going to watch it. So recent history. Yeah, it's really fun to. I've been having a movie December. I think I've watched oh. like 12 or 13 movies this month. I've also watched more movies. Wow. What did you watch? I mean, I could go down my list. I watched all the Maze Runners, and I was like, <laughs> dude, I was into them. I was oh, like, wait, excited about Zelda? Uh, that has oh, nothing not to do with 
uh, Maze Runner. Well, the director is the director of Zelda. It is? Maze Runner. Yeah, so mm. it absolutely does, Kevin. It absolutely <gasps> does. Wait a minute. Then I am excited, because... Uh, I could be wrong. I didn't deep dive... I'm checking now. ...the Zelda future movie zeitgeist. It's is it live here. action? I thought yes. they were going to go animated. Ooh. Ooh. But it's there's interesting. speculation that the live action might be like an avatar kind of live action or some kind of um interesting. You know, like Disney live action movies mm. they they remake. Those. Well, Nintendo earned themselves some very early Marvel cred. And what I mean by that is when Marvel like stepped in and oh. were like we're making our our movies kind of our own studios, we're going to be heavily involved. When Nintendo did that with Mario, they got cred, in my opinion. So if Nintendo is involved in this movie, I have to imagine they'll at least give it as uh, as good a chance as possible. I hope so. Kevin, uh -huh. how'd you like Maze Runner? I didn't mean to... No, I just... I mean, I think they bombed at the box office, but they made three of them. So they did good enough to make it that far. And I was just really entertained. There's a lot of bullshit, stupid stuff in it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just, like, no different than how I feel about Hunger Games movies, where it's like, yeah. these are just good, fun movies to, like, uh, based on a book. And then it came out a little too late in, like, the I think that's what happened. The timeline of the dystopian teen dramas I think that's that were happened. made. It was like Divergent, it was Hunger Games, it was yep. this, it was, you know, there's just too many. And I think it was, like, um, at the end of that run. I watched Unbreakable for the first time. I enjoyed it. I'm realizing more and more that I'm not a big M. Night Shyamalama fan. Mm -hmm. You're not a big, um, big M. Night Shyamalama fan? Shyamalama fan. Shyamalama fan. Shyamalama That's fan. right. Not a big M. Night Shyamalama fan. go down the list and you can tell me where you want to hear. The Boy and the Heron I saw. Leave oh, the yeah, World Behind. Wait, wait, Boy and Heron. Good? Yeah? Loved well, it. You, great. Loved Total, like, Ghibli. Uh, Miyazaki I wouldn't best. say it's like, uh, no, I wouldn't say it's one of the best, but... If you but want good. like a really good Ghibli movie, Great. it's there. I saw cool. the Leave the World Behind movie on Netflix. Everybody's hating on that. Hating on it? It's yeah. fun. I liked it. Okay. It's fun. It. It's not like amazing, but it's also not bad. It's just okay. cool. You can tell if you watch it, Joe, and I do think it's worth watching, but the reason people, I think, did not like it, you could see pretty, you'll be able to be like, ah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I like, I thought, I think it's worth a watch. All right. I saw Taken. I saw Knowing. Oh, I saw no. Bullet Train. <laughs> he saw no. Do you like Bullet Train? I love Bullet Train. Dude, Bullet Train was like, at first I was like, eh, this is a little bit too goofy. But as it progressed, I kind of fell into it more. Yeah. And Bullet Train is it. like walking into your house and going, I'm going to have dinner. And then you go, what kind of dinner am I going to have? And then yeah. you go, I'm I'm going to eat 17 Snickers. <laughs> That's bullet trick to me. Just pure over the top. <laughs> it's just it's just bullshit, but it's fun bullshit. It's yeah. like there's nothing like there's no reason to watch it other than to have fun. It's not right. making a point. The the premise is dumb. The characters are over the top, but it's fun. It's fun. Agreed. That's exactly how I feel about it. Um and then knowing was insane that that like gets made and why Isn't does knowing? nicholas cage it's the nicholas cage movie where like <sighs> he they predicts the end of the world by mm. based on like numbers that this girl mm. wrote down in the past well is this like um, an older movie it's like 2006 i think it was yeah okay um yeah. but how come nicholas cage just has random movies where he's like the worst actor you've ever seen ever i don't know I don't know because he's also an, like a, a, a pure I mean. artist. An he's Oscar been in really winner. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. He just, but then in he, that, he just wants to act, man. I, I it's, that's it. Like he's this total like mm -hmm. theater nerd when you like watch him in, in interviews and stuff like that. And you, if you listen to him talk as an actual human, you start to understand his choices more because if you, if you just put him on yeah. like the, oh, he's a movie star. He's got to make, he's just going, got to be one of the, he takes these projects he really thinks about it i think he just says yes and if he sees like <laughs> something that somewhat inspires him or if there's a kernel of an idea he'll take it and he can go anywhere from like bonkers over the top like theater student in a movie yeah. where you're like why are you acting like this to something way more subdued like he he knows it's what the story needs and he gets fucking oscar nominations from yep. it. it's crazy left it's behind is his best i think <laughs> he was in left behind <laughs> Which is my favorite uh, fun fact about Nicolas Cage. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, I watched um, Thanksgiving. 
Oh yeah. Which what? is the Eli Roth horror movie that uh was a trailer it's been his in his dream. Well, it was a trailer in the grind in Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse movies Grindhouse, back yeah. in the day. And there was just Fun. a little dumb two minute segment that was like thanksgiving it was a joke it was tongue-in-cheek and he went and he made it and it's a really fun dumb I've heard. Ho horror ride like if you don't yeah. expect much from it and you just go in expecting like kind of a well-made horror story that you stick with and maybe they're gonna make a sequel because it's open-ended ish at the end yeah go in with no expectations other than you're going on a, a dumb horror journey and you'll cool. like it you'll enjoy it hell yeah and then I watched. Uh, um, I, I I came out of this Christmas with the thought that I think we have two new Christmas classics to throw into what I consider the classics category of movies. Right. So we grew up watching the classics: the Rudolph, the Red Nosed Reindeers, the It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas Story. Right. Those are classics. Mm -hmm. Home Alone is in that. Mm -hmm. Like you watch these during Christmas. Uh, and then I think there was a gap for quite a there while, was. and then we got Elf, right? And okay. there no. might be one or two. From... I like Grinch. So. Grinch. Oh, sorry. Yes, Grinch. Grinch as well. Grinch is in there as well. <laughs> so you got Grinch, you got Elf, but we're not like pumping out a lot, right? And I don't think we're pumping out a lot since Elf. I would contend Just Friends is in there. Um, but I watched, I rewatched Klaus, the animated Netflix movie. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, and Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell, which was also a Netflix movie, and they are both so watchable, so good. Klaus will make you cry. Uh, Christmas Chronicles will just make you have fun, and you and you might ask yourself, is Kurt Russell one of the best Santas in cinematic history? Ooh. And you might say yes because he's Ooh. so charismatic, and you I realize how big of a star Kurt Russell is. He's just a star. It's great. That's good to know. I've also heard of this new one. I don't know if it's technically a Christmas movie, but it's getting all the Oscar buzz. It's called The Holdovers, and it's got Paul Giamatti in it. And I really want, yeah, I wanted to see that. I think it's like starts to stream in a couple of days, but I've heard that's an incredibly good movie. It's uh, super I like artsy and uh, it, it oh, looks really? like it was shot on like old film with like well, it's vintage that... stuff. Yeah. Late '90s, early 2000s, like indie storytelling movies that don't get made anymore today. Yeah. Um, you're just going in for just like a fun a story. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little slice of life thing. We watched yeah. on Christmas Eve, um, The Grinch, and uh, rewatched it. And uh, same thing where we were like, they don't really make movies like this anymore. Like it's so not computer animated, and everything is just these practical effects, and everyone is makeup, and it's these big sets and these big set pieces that are so mm -hmm. funny. Like, man, what happened? What did we? Where did we right. go wrong? Oh, we made computers. <laughs> <laughs> but Wonka, Wonka is Wonka. I phew, that is a movie. This. Wonka is is exactly is just there. It's fine. It's nothing. It's not worth. I wouldn't. Going okay. To. Okay. Okay. Good. You're revalidating my. I watched that trailer and the I trailer. Read, that's not a good movie. That's it's not as bad as the trailer makes it seem. Okay. Because that's what I've heard is that you're the first person that I've heard talk post Wonka that I've, that is, didn't like it. I've heard a lot of people say it's great. Uh, it has the same vibe that because it's the Paddington director. It's the Paddington guy. So there is a sweet, like, I shed tears I imagine. because I can, I'm like a little, like, can play me like a little fiddle with these little sweet little saccharine shit. <laughs> not how yeah. you play a fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a little fiddle. Like this. And um, you poke it. Uh, <laughs> you poke it with your fingers. And uh, and I'll start, like, crying, and I'll look over at Grace, and she's just like, you know, brick walls. So nothing gets, she doesn't feel any emotions. I'm like, you know, nothing. And, uh. And yeah, so it is like fine. It's just fine. There's just so many opportunities that they had to make it, I think, yeah. better line up with the actual Willy Wonka movie. And there mm. were certain plot points that I thought I saw coming that just didn't go anywhere. And I was like, oh man, missed opportunities. But um, also weird, like they cast like half the cast from Peep Show, which is my, like my favorite British oh. comedy series. And so there's all these Peep Show cast members, which I don't know if that's like a Paddington Bears director guy thing but anyway well the Hugh Grant great. part is the Paddington Bear Paddington inclusion guy. oh is he yeah. I've never seen Paddington uh, oh my person. god dude it is you don't even <laughs> yeah. have to watch Paddington 1 just watch Paddington no, just 2 just watch Paddington 2 it's yeah okay. they don't it they're not lying when they say it's a gosh dang perfect movie it's crazy yeah, really? 
I, I really want to watch it. I, I think I was kind of hoping because I'd heard so many good things about Paddington too, that it would kind of be like this sort of quiet, dark horse, beautiful movie. But um, yeah, no, it wasn't. Where do you put it in order? Order your Wonka movies. I don't like oh. the, I'm not a, I mean, obviously Gene Wilder, uh, yeah. I'm that generation. I haven't watched the, the Johnny Depp one, but I remember as a kid seeing it and being like, or as a young adult and being like, I, it wasn't my thing. It's not good. It's not good. I still like the, yeah, just the standard. Like, so did the you way... like the newest Wonka better than like yeah. what your thoughts? Okay. okay. Hey, look, that's a win in their book. That's a generational thing. A lot of kids I see on the web these days, they really like that Johnny Depp one. Hayden, do you like the Johnny Depp? Willy Let's bring Wonka? in the kid. Wheel in the do kid. You, do you like it better than the? Okay. Hayden likes the Johnny Depp one, but she does okay. not like it more than the Gene Wilder one. Okay. I mean, so, I've I don't know if I've heard anybody say that their favorite isn't the Gene Wilder one. That movie is oh, amazing. It's magical. Mm -hmm. Magic. It's so good, and that's the thing that like dark streak that he has is not as present enough as I think it should be in Timothy Ch Salamander's uh, version. <laughs> you see uh, what I did? He is very. How good. old is he supposed to be in that? Like twenty? Forty nine. Oh, <laughs> right. It takes place right before. I hope oh. not. Uh, he, uh, he's, a, he's getting up, up there in like that. Oh, well, this guy is a really good SNL guest. And I like it when he's on um, type of guest. Uh, what is the, uh, yeah, the one that slap, slap, smack or whatever. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you guys? Cornell West. Rapper? Kenan Thompson's playing Cornell yeah. West and starts speaking. <laughs> Ugh. He's good. And uh, I, God, I talk about it here somewhere else. Doesn't matter. Adam Driver. Has yeah. officially entered the one of the best constant returning guests on SNL. Everything he's in on that show, every sketch is a home run. He's so good. He's so funny. Watch Whoa. all his stuff. Oh man, he knocks it out of the park. And Emma Stone as well. She was Emma on it Stone. recently. And Emma Stone is the same. Her level of commitment, character work, and just being funny and in the sketch, just as high. She's again another like a pantheon guest in my book. She's a goat. Everything she does, Jeez. I love. Mm -hmm. uh, have you guys kept up with the curse? No, I haven't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. Do I need to? I need to, huh? Uh, it is so. Ryan Faroki described it as cringe horror, and I find that to be an accurate description. <laughs> I like it's not that. horror, but it is cringe on a level that makes you like viscerally uncomfortable. And I, I kind of like it. Um, it's okay. a little slow moving, but it's worth, I think. That's why, that's why we've always loved our boy Ryan Faroki. He drops little nuggets of just golden wisdom out of nowhere all the mm -hmm. time. It's great. Well, yeah. and he like texted me because we were talking about something, and he just out of nowhere was like, "Have you been watching The Curse?" And the moment he said that, I was like, "All right, I, sh I gotta keep watching." <laughs> stop because he should. Anyway, uh, what else you guys got for Curse? Thanks for our buddy, everybody. Bye. Joe and Stephen.